0: Welcome to UCLA Extension's Business Insights with Roger Tunaidin, where we highlight hot topics and underlying economic trends useful to you.
1: We at UCLA Extension wish all our loyal podcasters a most happy holiday season, and hopefully with many opportunities to renew relationships with family and friends. On the Business Insights front, we are happy that so far we have not witnessed a destructive black swan event, but with so many possibilities we remain on high alert. Hardly a day goes by that we don't hear of geopolitical threats knowing any one of them can derail our day-to-day expectations regarding economic growth and even our country's safety. This weekend, We witnessed the escalation of Iranian-supported terrorist attacks in the Red Sea, with the Amani Houthis forcing ocean-bound cargo, including oil, to reroute around Africa instead of using the Suez Canal. This change of route adds approximately two weeks to many voyages and costs approximately 30% more when fuel, insurance, and cargo carrying costs are considered. Further escalations may well impact shipments of 20 to 30% of the world's oil supplies, so the holidays are full of economic risks, including threats of a new round of inflation globally. Yes, the stock market averages are back to prior highs, and the bond market has had rallies for the past month or so. That being said, The issues we've discussed in prior podcasts are still with us, with some of them even more exacerbated. In the past two or three podcasts, many economic relationships and leading indicators have been highlighted. These podcasts are still available, and you're invited to give them another listen. Don't be distracted by portfolio positioning in the lightly traded markets during the holiday period. If you've lightened up your holdings of stocks and bonds, you're in a great position to enjoy the holidays, as these markets can be most volatile in light holiday trading given the many risks we've discussed in the recent podcasts. These risks are not going away, so enjoy some calm days and weeks if you've converted many security positions into cash as we've been suggesting that you consider. In reviewing 2023, I realized we underestimated the impact of all the trillions of dollars created since early 2020, that impact on the overall economy. If we were to grade our forecasting performance during the year, I'd say we were way ahead of the markets in anticipating the resulting high inflation, and upward trending interest rates. Our advice to consider selling long-term bonds in 2021 particularly, but also in 2022, might deserve an A grade, but our early warnings about a recession maybe would deserve a C grade. Our concerns about a weakening European economy pretty much played out as anticipated, but the anticipation of rising energy prices has not yet played out. That being said, The Middle Eastern geopolitical issues on the table now have the power to ramp up oil prices really quickly to levels above and beyond $100 a barrel. On the global oil front, demand destruction from a slower-than-expected China recovery more than made up for reductions in OPEC production. On the U.S. economy, we voiced concerns about the rising interest rates and the impact on the real estate markets, both residential and commercial. Frankly, no one really knows or knew in advance the impact on residential, considering the interest rates ramped up so fast that few could even professionally react. Well, what do I mean? On residential, no one really anticipated that existing homeowners would decide to pause on trading up their homes. Many homeowners decided to keep their 2 to 4% mortgages instead of trading up and ending up with mortgages in the 6 to 8% range and thereby that would have doubled many existing monthly mortgage payments. We did advise all through last year and into this year to not trade up, given the high interest rates and the historically high year-to-year increases in home prices, but we didn't anticipate so many homeowners would actually not trade up and thereby keep the housing markets at such high prices by constraining the supply of houses. Of course, in the long run, interest rates do have traction in every interest-sensitive market, including housing. So a weaker housing market is our present situation, and we may well see faster declines throughout 2024. The commercial real estate market is crashing, but building owners and banks are doing their best to mitigate the drops in market values. Growing numbers of large office buildings across the country are selling for 60 to 70% less than their 2019 and prior transaction pricing. Many buildings are selling for half of the mortgage. So the owner has either been completely wiped out or the owner has been the one who's basically bought the real estate back out of bankruptcy, which could be a pretty clever move if that has taken place. I don't really know that's the case. My bet is that the commercial real estate market crash in process is a key consideration for the Federal Reserve now starting to jawbone about federal funds rate decreases next year. Let's take a few minutes to review some important facts about the Federal Reserve to give important context that sometimes escapes public notice. These facts have everything to do with future Federal Reserve policy and may even be more important now than inflation control. First of all, the Federal Reserve is owned by the money center banks. I'll repeat that again. The Federal Reserve is owned by by the money center banks themselves. It is not a federal agency and it is not owned in any way directly or indirectly by the public. Many owners of the Federal Reserve include J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup, and 20 or 25, in my estimation, other global banks, which include the Bank of England and Schroeder's Bank Corporation in Germany. These banks are stockholders of the Fed just like you and I may be stockholders of Apple and Netflix. Secondly, under the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, the Federal Reserve is a legalized monopoly when it comes to printing money or making policy decisions that directly impact short-term interest rates. The Fed is free to create as many dollars as it wants with no restrictions. It is also free to buy, to sell and to hold U.S. Treasury securities with no restrictions. The Fed may buy or sell any amount of U.S. Treasury bills, notes, and bonds, and they do that by buying or selling through their primary dealer network, which again is the largest money center banks, many of them the shareholders of the Fed. Number 3. As you've seen through past financial crises, the Fed takes care of its own. It takes care of its bank shareholders and the banking system. Witness the hundreds of billions of dollars and even trillions of dollars in programs to support the banks. The Fed is a major lender or buyer of last resort to keep the government funded and to keep the U.S. economy from falling totally off a cliff. We need to always remember the Fed's first duty, because of its owners, is the health of its money center banks. Number four, based on the sudden change in tone from the Fed moving from aggressively fighting inflation to now preparing, To lower the federal funds rate, I'm of the view that something pretty scary must have surfaced in the past month or so. And I'm betting that that something is directly related to a crashing commercial real estate market and the potential huge losses to the banking system. Number five, one more thing. Remember in the 2008-2009 global financial meltdown the importance of the shadow banking system that surfaced? As a memory jogger, the shadow banking system includes lenders and investors who behave as banks but are not regulated as banks. For example, Blackstone and BlackRock are two of the world's largest lenders and investors and, as such, are as important and possibly more important in crises than some of the major banks. Blackstone and BlackRock represent the two affiliated companies that together own 10% or so of all traded United States stocks and are the largest owners Of real estate. From the global financial crisis, they surfaced as the most aggressive owners of stocks, bonds, and real estate, including the purchasing of tens of thousands of foreclosed homes that were in foreclosure during the past crisis. Number six, there are many more players in the shadow banking system, including the finance subsidiaries of Fortune 500 companies, and even consumer credit providers operating like banks but not regulated as banks. Some researchers have argued that the shadow banking system is actually larger than the banking system. So, we always keep an eye on the shadow banking system. Seven, my premise based on so many black swan risks and the Fed changing course in November is that something big is breaking. In 2007, 2008, 2009, the securitized mortgage business on a global scale broke. In my view, 15 years later, this breakage was not repaired, despite trillions of dollars of new dollars pumped into the U.S. and world economies by the central banks. Regardless of the argument of whether or not we recovered from this past meltdown, we are today seeing a slow-motion train wreck now in commercial real estate, which has the potential of creating another massive banking crisis in 2024 and 2025 and thereafter. Interest rates have already passed the fail-safe zone for financing and refinancing large projects. Banks and shadow banks already have trillions of dollars lent on real estate that's spiraling down in value. The Fed would logically pause their inflation battle if they can front-run and hopefully mitigate a new large crisis that could bring down many financial institutions, and I think that is the motivator of the change in tone from the Federal Reserve this past few weeks. Number eight, is this really going on now? I suspect so, but I can't prove it. But I'd rather prepare for what my eyes are seeing in the markets than take the increased risks that are upon us. I'd rather do that than face a sudden realization in the marketplace that shocks our systems and suddenly drops stock and bond prices again. We've seen this before. I don't want to be there if I can help it when it happens again. And the chances of it happening again are elevated, in my view. In this podcast, as we record, stock prices continue to rally, and our economic issues continue to take a backseat to the COVID-related liquidity injected into our system from the Fed and congressional programs. I'm reminded of a famous quote attributed to Great Depression-era economist John Maynard Keynes, quote, Markets can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent, This is not the time for FOMO, which is fear of missing out, in my view. Fear of missing out could be really dangerous with the U.S. financial markets going counter to the many warning signs we've shared, any one of which can trigger a reversal of fortune really quickly. For now, I plan to take advantage of high liquidity and low exposure to financial market movements. I do believe a quote from Charlie Munger, who passed away this year, quote, The big money is not in the buying and the selling, but in the waiting, unquote. We'll kick off the new year with our first 2024 podcast in early January. Please have a happy, safe, and secure new year.
0: Be sure to email us at rtornadin at uclaextension.edu on more specific questions, which we will answer either personally or select as part of our future podcast. Hosted by Business and Legal Programs Director Roger Tornadin, this podcast is presented by UCLA Extension and produced by Jamie Moss at Studio 10960. These podcasts are made for educational purposes and are not financial advice. The goal is to educate and provide resources on focused economic and job trends with the latest support research so that you can make more informed financial and career decisions that best suit your personal needs. UCLA Extension offers more than 5,000 online and in-classroom courses taught by over 2,000 leading practitioners to help you get from here to there. For more information on this podcast or our financial and legal programs, please check us out at www.uclaextension.edu. We know it's about your life, not just your money.